Veterans returning from the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq have come home to a nation that is largely appreciative of their efforts. Well, that's not how it was for Vietnam vets. At least that's not how we remember their homecoming. Arun Roth of our partner program Frontline has more on that. The homecoming of the last large generation of American soldiers at the end of the Vietnam War has been deeply embedded in our popular culture. As the story goes, vets returned to face the contempt of hippie protesters who spat on them. Sylvester Stallone delivered the best description in the first Rambo movie, First Blood. And I come back to the world, and I see all those maggots at the airport protesting me, spitting, calling me baby killer and all kinds of vile crap. Who are they that protest me, huh? Who are they? Unless they've been me and been there and know what the hell they're yelling about. And that's clearly something of Hollywood. Jerry Lemke is a Vietnam vet and the author of The Spitting Image, Myth, Memory, and the Legacy of Vietnam. He says Rambo is the one who doesn't know what he's yelling about. Nothing, nothing like that ever happened that I'm aware of. A protester's meeting soldiers coming home from the war at Gateside or at the gate of the airport. There probably were some ugly incidents, but Rambo's version, repeated in unverified news accounts over the years, stuck. Until John Kerry got swift-boated, most Americans had pretty much forgotten the prominent role Vietnam vets played in the anti-war movement, which largely embraced them. One of the clues to that for me is that these same stories, spitting stories literally, appear in other lost war cultures, after other lost wars. Whether it's Germany after World War I or France after its defeat in Southeast Asia, the stories pop up. And for some reason, it's almost always a woman doing the spitting. Vietnam is the most mythologized war in American history because it was a lost war. And so the American people are constantly reworking the outcome of that war. The new mythology left the anti-war movement with a serious image problem. The image that protesters didn't just hate war, they hated soldiers. Jerry Lemke believes that image, reinforced by popular culture in the news media, served to stigmatize the movement and push it out of the mainstream. Matt Southworth was 19 when he deployed to Iraq in 2004. Here's what he heard about Vietnam-era protests in high school. Anytime someone brought up anti-war protests, if it were ever a factor in any conversation, a lot of my teachers would explain that as a way, as a byproduct of LSD usage and a crazy generation. It was never something that in my youth was given credence. It was never something that was given credibility. So to me, I didn't even realize there was an anti-war movement when I signed up. Southworth began to have doubts about Iraq during his deployment and became involved with the anti-war movement after his discharge. Alejandro Villatoro was also unaware that there were protests when he served in the invasion of Iraq in 2003. He started to have doubts when no WMDs were found and the war was rebranded. Once we started hearing within the media the term Iraq liberation or Iraqi freedom, for the most part we were all pretty upset. We knew that that was not our mission. Our mission was to disarm Iraq, not liberate Iraq. Villatoro's and Southworth's conversion stories are clearly unusual. 2.3 million Americans have served in Iraq and Afghanistan, and only the tiniest minority of them were turned into activists. One obvious factor is the post-Vietnam transformation to a self-selecting all-volunteer armed forces. Not many pacifists sign up to be soldiers. Still, it's quite a turnaround from the 60s and 70s when Vietnam Veterans Against the War was a high-profile part of a very robust anti-war movement. 
Today, you can't even find a website for Afghanistan Veterans Against the War. It exists only as a committee within Iraq Veterans Against the War, which carries on even as that war has ended. To say it's been discouraging would be the understatement of my life. Oh, boy, it's been tough. Frank Corcoran served in the Marine Corps in Vietnam in 1968 and has been involved in anti-war and humanitarian activities ever since. Like Southworth and Viatoro, he was converted by his combat experiences, but he says he can understand why most other vets don't make that leap. Large numbers of vets don't come home from war and go to an anti-war movement. It's too hard to do. It's too big of a leap. I think it's dangerous, dangerous ground emotionally. You're saying what I just did was wrong. Alejandro Viatoro knows that emotional ground well. It was a tough moment to accept the facts of what led to the war in Iraq, what led to the invasion. I felt betrayed. I grew into depression because I took part of an illegal war. Alejandro's story reveals a complexity that defies stereotypes or Hollywood formulas. He worked through his depression by studying and reading extensively about politics and world history. He says he's found his voice since becoming involved with the Rock Veterans Against the War in 2007. Yet he continued to serve. Alejandro was promoted to sergeant, putting in two more tours in Iraq and a recent tour in Afghanistan. He's still active in the reserves. For The World, I'm Maroon Roth. Last week, we produced a special edition of The World focused entirely on veterans returning from the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. You can hear our in-depth coverage anytime. Just go to theworld.org slash return.